Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey, this is Jesse Andrew from Emperors and Elephants, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Jason Moyt from Emperors and Elephants. You are listening to the only station that counts, Talking Metal. I love it. Bring it. Hey, this is Mark Striegel, and you're listening to another edition of Talking Metal. We have Jason and Jesse from the band Emperors and Elephants on the show today. Great band. I highly recommend you check them out. We're going to have them linked in today's show notes. And I want to remind you, we are still accepting the year-end donations here on Talking Metal. We would love a PayPal donation from you. Go to TalkingMetal.com. Use that PayPal tab. To make a donation and show your support here at the end of the year. And once we get into January, I will shut up about the PayPal donation for uh, for a little while. But I know some of you guys like to do the PayPal donations at the end of the year. And although our listenership is way up this year, even more than last year, the PayPal donations are a lot less than they were last year. So I, I would just love a couple more from you guys. If there's anybody out there who can swing a little money into the PayPal account, it is uh, encouraging to always get the support direct from the listeners. So consider that. And now let's get into the episode. I'm hanging here the day after Christmas in my house, getting ready for a trip to Indiana. This is Hatriot. Steve Zetro and his sons, your worst enemy.
What you just heard was Zetro and his kids playing the band with him. I think that's awesome. Zetro, known for his work with Exodus and Testament. What you just heard right there was Hatriot. The song was Your Worst Enemy. I'm sitting here with my two sons, coincidentally. Okay, okay. Okay. Talk to the people. What do you want to say? Can you say Happy New Year? Happy New Year. That's Happy New Year to you. Tell them what your name is. Granty Head. Granty Head. Grant Striegel, he's four, and my oldest son, who was sick for a little while, but he's feeling better now. Come in here. Say hi to the people. Oh, he's getting a little shy. His name is Harrison, and he is hanging with me, too. Grant is 0%. Oh, he says he's 0%. I'm not sure what that means. But anyways, let's get into a little Betty Blowtorch right now on Talking Metal. He knows in his sick.
what you just heard was Hell on Wheels by Betty Blowtorch, a great band. We actually, a band of mine, played a gig. Honk, honk. honk. Say, say, that was Betty Blowtorch. That was Betty Come here. Blowtorch. Come up to the mic. Say, that was Betty that Blowtorch. Was, that was Betty Blowtorch. What you just heard, as Grant said, was Betty Blowtorch here on Talking Metal. Once played a gig with those guys. Uh, I know one of the one of the women in the band actually uh, died in a car wreck. It was kind of tragic. Maybe a year or two after I played a gig with them. So, anyways, Betty Blowtorch. That was off the album "Are You Man Enough?" And just a reminder, we do have an interview with Jesse and Jason from Emperors and Elephants coming up in just a bit. This is "Believers of the Day" by Lynch Mob, an album that I got for Christmas. The album is Sun Red Sun. And again, I got it for Christmas yesterday from my mom. Lynch Mob, the brand new Lynch Mob, Believers of the Day is the name of this track.
Little Lynch Mob on Talking Metal. I was hoping to record a podcast with John today. I was uh, got a text from him. I've literally gotten one text from him since the opening night of the Ace Frehley show, and it was yesterday, late last night. He said he would do a podcast at any time today, and then I texted him this morning and never heard back. So that's that. Um, would love to bring him back into the talking metal fold. He's obviously at an all-time low. If you thought his involvement in the show couldn't be any less, guess what? It is it is uh, basically non-existent at the point at this point. So we'd love to hear from John. Hopefully, we can get him back on Talking Metal soon and get him back into the swing of things. I have no idea what's going on with him. Really, I, I saw him and helped him out on the first night of the Ace Tour in New Brunswick, New Jersey, which was you know going on a month ago at this point, and I have not seen or heard from him since, except for one or maybe two texts and uh, want to hear from him. So I'm hoping we can get him back on Talking Metal. I want to remind you about my other podcast. It's called Metal Raps. It's with Mitch LaFon and Mitch Joel. Check it out on iTunes. Subscribe to it. And right now, let's get into a little fishbone.
A little Black Flowers by Fishbone here on Talking Metal. Let's keep the music going and then we'll hit our interview. This is Goat Whore. Conquer all the tonight 
Restoration of swallowed souls Trapped in a tunnel of sleep below the surface Courting death at the hands of fools Lost in silence Waking and smoking words of the evoking heart Burnowing voice Upon your corpses What you heard was from 2006, I believe. I'm not positive. I think so. A uh, little goat whore here on Talking Metal. Right now, Who You Are by Emperors and Elephants, followed by my interview with two members of the band. Hey, this is Mark Striegel from Talking Metal, and on the line we have Jesse and Jason from Emperors and Elephants. Thanks for calling in, guys. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having us. Good, thank you. 
So you guys are calling in from the Chicagoland area? Yeah, we're out of Chicago, yeah. Very cold. <laughs> well, anytime I have anybody from that area of the country on the phone, I have to ask them exactly where, because I did go to junior high and high school in Hinsdale, Illinois. Are you guys any uh, anywhere close to that town? Uh, I'm not sure. Have you, uh, I'm, uh, Hinsdale? Yeah, it's like a suburb. It's almost due south. It's, I think it's slightly southeast of the city. No, we're more we're more like northwest suburbs, you know, like uh, like like Elgin, Waukegan, you know, Round Lake, stuff like that. But uh, no, I can't say that we're from there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's talk about the band for the listeners who may not be familiar with you guys. Can we talk a little bit about the history of emperors and elephants, how you guys came together and uh, just take us through, you know, maybe a two to three minute history of, of the band, if you will. Uh, Jesse, you want to take that one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cram it into two, two, three minutes. Okay. <laughs> so bullet points, Jeff, Jason, Jeff is our guitar player. Um, well, one of the guitar players and, uh, they've been, you know, friends for 20 plus years. And, um, so they got together after a few years of, of not playing and, and they decided to kind of rekindle things and, and start, start a project back up and um they came up with the name and 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 they got a good buddy there's ron banders um from uh from just kind of local area you know jason had seen him a bunch and jeff had seen him a bunch and they just knew that he had the, the chops they were looking for so they asked him to join and and you know he he thought it was a cool thing and, and got on board and then um jason was at a random bar and uh i with a local band that I've been playing with for, for about a year and uh, you know he just always kind of says it that that it was uh, that it was a, a dive bar and a dive PA and you know a, a good voice so right. he kind of approached me afterwards and wine and dined me with the incubus tickets and uh, told me that he you know he thought it was a good band but that his band was probably better. Right and uh, and everyone says that you know everyone thinks they're like the greatest band in the world. But then I went and heard their music and I was like, oh okay. So we just kind of got together and and started playing and and it all just clicked and and that's like the number one most important thing. So we kind of did that for a while and then about a year into it of just kind of playing around, having fun, playing shows and, and writing some songs. Uh, Randy Cooper from the Texas Hippie Coalition gave us a call, or actually gave Jason a call and just said, hey, I'm in your city, I, I don't want to go anywhere else, and I want to be in your band. And, you know, we just, we I was blown away. Like, I was a fan of Texas Hippie Coalition before that, and I'd seen Randy a bunch, and I'd met him and, and played with him actually a few times, and, and everything was just, it was perfect. So we, we got the... The final lineup, you know, and uh, it's like that for a steady almost three years now. So wow. Now, when you guys yeah. first got together, you know, and you're you're playing, you mentioned you started writing a little a little later on. What are you doing? Are you just jamming like riffs and stuff, or are you playing covers? What happens when you guys first get together musically? Um, was Jason? Uh, yeah, when I think when we first got together, uh, Jeff and I, like like Jesse, Jesse was saying, we were in a Jeff and I were in a previous band together, and um, we, him and I did all the writing in the band, so there was really no one else credit us other than us two. And it's kind of funny because 
there's songs on there that I'll say that we wrote uh, two, three years prior to knowing Jesse, but they needed to have Jesse's vocals and lyrics on there to be to have those songs complete. We played them before, but like when um, when Jesse came in the band, we never played the full song of prior music that Jeff and I had. We just played the guitar parts and drums and some sequencing. And uh, once once Jesse got his hands on it, it just that's where I'm like, okay, these songs are completed. So there was a good majority like that. Now Jesse also brought uh, songs that he wrote, like one of our bigger songs called Hit a Red on the album, right. and he brought that to the table, and that, you know, that's one of, that, that that goes over great every night, so that was his. And then we actually collaborated, there was probably like maybe three other songs on the album that we actually, yeah, I'd say the, yeah as a band, we sat down, and we, we did it fully together, but like all those songs, even though they were pre-written past bands, they fully did not come full circle until the five of us were together in the studio, in the practice spot, taking it to stage to make it, you know, to make it what it is. I you know, like you. if you were to hear, if you were to hear some of the songs Jason's talking about, like before it was an emperor song, like you would be able to hear little, like maybe sequences and riffs, like parts that were like, that were, that turned into emperor songs. But they were they were almost like a collection of ideas that I brought and that Jason and Jeff brought, and we kind of like even hit of red and like locust. Some of the songs that I brought, those songs sound so different before Jeff and Jason got their hands on them. Right. You know, so it's like you know you would be able to recognize like you know fragments of the songs, but I think that the songs fully became what they should have been the whole time once we became a band. I got, you. I got you. And Jesse, as a vocalist, who influenced you? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um, you know, for me, um, I, I could talk about this for, for 20 years. Um, I would say vocally, you know, Lane Staley, um, Eddie Vedder, and, and I would say Justin Furstenfell from, from Blue October. Those, that guy just, okay. um, that guy blows my mind. So, yeah, that, that'd be those three. Cool. No, that's enough. I got you. Excellent. And Jason, how, how about on the drums? Who are some of your heroes and influences as a drummer? You know, um, as a drummer, uh, growing up, uh, you know, putting my age, I guess, a little bit on it, but, you know, come on, Alive at Budokan, you got Bunny, you know, Bunny Carlos. Right on, yeah. Uh, you know, his drumming just blew me away in that live version when I was a kid. I just used to sit there and play along with the cassette of, uh, of Budokan, uh, from beginning to end. Uh, obviously Eric Carr, man, when, um, Creatures of Night album, you know, I love the loud video came out and he's got the big two, you know, the silver drum set with the big two bass drums that changed me right there. And, um, you know, those were two huge influences in, uh, Carmine of Peace too. I, I, I love him. I actually got to know him and work with him. Uh, over the years too, and always been a big influence on me too of his career and everything, um, everything from Rod Stewart to Ozzy, you know, Vanilla Fudge, all that stuff. I mean, he's got an amazing <laughs> catalog that he's playing, you know, and it's, he's great. Have you, you heard know? the? So those, uh, those, those were a few guys, yeah. Have you heard the Rated X record that he did with uh, Joe Turner? I did. I just heard it on. Uh, I think I was listening to Ozzy's Boneyard, and it came on. I'm like, right on. Yeah, it's good stuff. It. Good yeah. stuff. Okay, well, 
We're going to talk about the the album Devil in the Lake, but before we do that, a, a couple just rock questions for you guys. Jesse, you mentioned Lane from Allison Chains. How do you yep. feel about Allison Chains continuing on without him? And what are your thoughts on William's voice? Okay, so so I was I was a non-believer, you know, like most people. <laughs> you know, like I remember when Allison Chains like announced that they were coming back. I remember being like. No, like no way, like and I thought at first maybe just Jerry was gonna sing because you know like that would kind of make sense. Um, and then when I found out that William was gonna be in and and I was a little skeptical at first, but I'll never forget I was sitting in my buddy's basement when that when a Looking In View that was the first song that they ever released um, off of Black Is Way to Blue, like that was like their teaser song. And uh, and I remember it being like it's like eight minutes of just awesome. And I remember sitting there like with these really good speakers, and I was just sitting there listening to it, and I was blown away by it. And um, and then Black and Sweet Blue came out, and it was incredible. And um, and the entire album is amazing. And then I went and saw them live a few times, and to age myself a little bit. I I never got the chance to see Alice in Chains like with the full with the original lineup, so it was kind of cool because I thought from all my high school years that you know I would just never see Alice in Chains. Um, so it, it was cool to be able to see them, but I will say I, I hate to say this, but I will say I, I did pick up a copy of the Devil Put Dinosaurs here, and um, you know it, it's just it's not it's not what Black is Way to Blue is. Right. Um, it's not, it's, it's not like I, I was really excited about new Alice and Chains and, and now I, it's not to say that I'm down on it, but I was pretty disappointed with that record to be honest with you. And, um, but his, his voice, you know, that was your question. What I thought of William's voice, you got to give credit where credit's due, man. That guy is a powerhouse. He's a great front man. And you know, like, those are some shoes to fill. Like, you know, that can't be, you know, an easy task. That has to be incredibly daunting to know that every fan is, has every eye on you and, yeah. and and is critiquing every little thing you do. And I think the greatest thing, to, to not talk too much, but the one last thing, the greatest thing about him is that every time I've seen him on stage, he does not try to be Lane Staley. Right, yeah. And I think... Like, I just, you know, not to talk bad about anyone, you know, because I'm nobody, but I just went and saw Chester Benningfield with SCP, mm-hmm. and and I was really disappointed because his really? voice sounded great. But while he was on stage, like, I have seen him with Linkin Park, and with Linkin Park, he does, like, the foot on the monitor, in-your-face, power man, like, just front man. And when he was with SCP, he started doing all of Scott Weiland's, like, dancing and really? crouching. Wow. And I was like, what? Like, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that guy. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, with yeah. Alice in Chains, for me, the other thing that, that helped them in the live setting with William is just Jerry's vocals. I mean, here's a guy yeah. who did, like, you know, a fourth of the vocals back in the, in, <laughs> in the day. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and, and it's kind of like, like the Ozzy Zach Wild effect. He right. sounds like Lane. Yeah. You know, like when he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. Absolutely. So, that, that. Jason, anyway. you mentioned one of my favorite drummers, a guy who I think gets overlooked a lot, Eric Carr from Kiss. Mm-hmm. You know, Kiss. We always think of the 
the the 70s era Kiss with Peter Criss, but you mentioned Eric Carr as an influence. Let's talk about Kiss and Eric Carr's time in Kiss. What are some of your favorite Eric Carr moments, if you will, some of your favorite songs or albums that Eric did with the band? You know, I was I was lucky enough to actually see Eric Carr uh, play live. Uh, I was lucky enough to see him um one thing he always wanted to do was a drum solo and have fire go all around him. And I remember reading that and going and seeing him. Uh, I don't think that was Asylum tour, uh, but man, for his playing, I mean, Creatures of the Night was everything. And and the one crazy thing is like when he joined Kiss, and I always remember reading about this. Like he came in like around, you know, like Dynasty and the Elder, or, or um, and then you know. It was it was a different style. He just wanted to rock. So when Creatures came out, he really shined. You know, yeah. that, that's I love that. And Animalize, I think, I think it was great. I one thing I was actually kind of thinking today. I was just thinking about Eric Carr. It's like, you know, I love Lick It Up. Great album. One, of, you know, just just a hard hitting thing. But I really wish that that Eric Carr had more say on that album back in the day because it's kind of basic drumming. And I even heard that like I think. I'm not sure, but I think even Paul Stanley might have done some drumming on that. I know oh, he did some drumming on some of the albums, but I think it was either he, him or Gene. But I'm like, man, if you, if you when you when you saw Lick It or heard Lick It Up on the album, and then you saw it live, it's like, man, I wish he got to bring that live version to the album. So seeing him live was just a great thing, and um, it, the albums where he really shined, right. you know, Animal Eyes. I mean, go back, Creatures of the Night. Those two right there, all day. I'll take that all day. I, I have Animal Eyes on vinyl, like sitting in my living room right now. Nice. There After go. this, go put it on and blast it, dude. <laughs> and listen to those drums. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about your record. It's called The Devil in the Lake. And it's out. It's on iTunes. You can download it, guys. Is it on Spotify, too? Yeah. Cool. It's on Spotify, so you can go listen to it if you do your your music on Spotify. And it's been out almost a year at this point, right? Yeah, um, I think it'll be out a year in January. Yeah. Cool. Well, it still sounds great and fresh, and uh, I encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to go give it a listen. Who worked on the album with you? Did you have a producer, an engineer that, that you were working with, or was it all done on your own? Uh, we got this, uh, we had, we had a pretty, we pretty much, well, we did a lot of stuff on our own, like pre-recording stuff. And we went in, uh, with Brad, uh, Brad Dawson, who, 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 uh, recorded us and produced and everything. I mean, the guy, he worked us and we, it, it, he made it what it was. He added, helped add a lot to it. But when we went in, we were a hundred percent ready on everything. You know, we, we, we just demoed it and demoed it and demoed it. And, um, you know, it's it was pretty pretty painless actually. I mean, we we kind of took our time with it because when we were recording it, we there was no record uh, deal on, on on you know on the table. There was no we didn't have a time frame or anything. We just said, hey, let's let's take the summer and record this album. And uh, basically, we took our time doing that until we got the record deal. And then they're like, hey, we need to have a couple more songs. So. That was the only time that we rushed as we threw yeah. out a couple extra tracks. I got gotcha. you. Um, but still, that was pretty much painless. We had those songs good to go uh, already. And, and it was, they were just in the demo stage. Jeff and uh, Jesse had uh, this, uh, the song Ghost Ghost in there. It was Ghost in the Mirror. And uh, it, it, we 
they wrote it in a, a day, and we recorded it in a day. It was that easy. And I think so. I think you and I was like a really last minute addition right. as well. And that yeah. was something we had demoed like a year before we even talked about making a record. We, you know, it was one of Jeff's good friends. Uh, he he um, kind of set up the piano for us, and uh, and and then I just I kind of had this these lyrics I was just kind of messing around with, and I think Jeff or Jason or somebody was just like, yo, we need another song. And I was like, well, what about that piano song we downloaded like a while ago? And they were like, perfect. Let's just do it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah. I think I spent maybe like an hour or two in the studio on like a random Tuesday or something. Just, just hammering out that song. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Good stuff. Easy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah. What can we play for the talking metal listeners now that we've, uh, done some talking let's listen to some music what do you want to play for the guys you know i'm going to throw this out there because we've already had you know two songs that have been on, on on the radio who you are and uh man of god but we are going to um we're doing another video uh in the next couple months before our next tour uh that we're looking to do in, in uh, february march and that song's changed and i really want people to hear that yeah. and uh, that's a strong one when we're on tour uh, that's the, been our biggest reaction. So I really would like to get that out there and, you know, maybe people can write in and, or, you know, hit us up on Facebook, our, you know, our, our website, and let us know what you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate you joining us on the Talking Metal podcast. And right now, Emperors and Elephants with Change. Long these memories, these dust covered walls. Read through my journal here, my word, my color Depict on the pages, all the faces I met Cause you're the one thing turned right in a life of regret Let it take you away to a place of high ground Cause the life girl on was lost, lost between the sound
let me see. It amazes me how one becomes a me. just heard was my interview with emperors and elephants vocalist and drummer jason and jesse and that song right there was change thanks for listening to talking metal guys i really appreciate it it's been a great 2015 i can't wait to hang and talk with you guys in 2000 it's wait did i just say 2015 2014 it's been a great 2014 i can't wait to hang and talk with you guys in 2015 thanks for all your support thanks for all your love thanks for great numbers lately ever since 500 we've just been flying it's been a steady climb since 2012 building back talking metal and i'm having a blast i'm having more fun than ever with this show i love it check me out on metal raps check me out on one-on-one with mitch lafon co-hosting with the one and only mitch lafon one of the greatest interviewers in hard rock and heavy metal, definitely check that out. It's all part of the Talking Metal digital network, one-on-one with Mitchell Fawn, Metal Raps, Talking Rock, Mars Attacks, and of course, Talking Metal, all one big family. It's called Talking Metal Digital. Thanks, guys. Take care for now. Give me a like on Facebook, Talking Metal or Metal Raps, or friend me. It's facebook.com slash mstriegel, M-S-T-R-I-G-L. Happy New Year. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.